Okay, let's begin with two questions. One is based on the very last year we mentioned the Chagav electric cars and the Chilol Shabbos. Would it knock it down to a Dorabonon from the internal combustion engines? The answer is uh, yes. Does that mean we're going to start pushing it where it's not going to be obvious to the consumer that it's still lesser, not so quick. You can make a chilek. Patsala gets ambulances. Everybody knows it's Patsala, so they're trying to, uh, like Shari said, the hospital, knock it down to a Dorabonon. But we don't want to send a message that it's mutter either, so that it has to be done uh, carefully. So Shimi Wyman wants to know, is it better to take a Gaisha taxi when your wife is having a baby at to drive your own electric car. So I'm tempted to say that if you can afford an electric car, you should really get a chauffeur with a driver. But I know. So people say in the last month or two, they really came down in price and it's going in that direction. But it's important, Shaila, because Amir La'akum is different than all other Dwarabonans. And that is that we only have, I mean, Lakam's Osir, but the coolest built in is when you have a Shvus to Shvus, which is Amir Lakam and Dorabanon, and you ask him to do a Dorabanon, Makam Mitzvah, Makam Chayli, it's Mutter. Here, if it's a real emergency, then you don't need an Akum, but if there's plenty of time, then you should, and that's very different than the Dorabanon of an electric car, if it indeed is Dorabanon because Amir Lakam is more kal. So the absolute unequivocal answer is Amir Lakam is the better way to go. If you have a choice, you walk out to your driveway, and there's two of them, one is electric and one is the good old-fashioned internal combustion engine, then take the electric one, but don't tell your friends that the Rav said that you can drive an electric car in Shabbos. <laughs> you have to give them a whole shear as you tell them the story afterwards. But Amir Lakam does take precedent in terms of the Kula. The next one we're going to have as we continue the Sugya's many Lifni'ivir Shailas that have been going on for a while and many of them that are new. So Baruch Hashem, all the people listening are starting to think in terms of everything they see during the day. If you love electric cars, everything you see is an electric car. If you love the Sugya Lifni'ivir, so everything looks like a shayla. Uh, and most of them taka R. So this one is brand new. The old Yetzirah for Geneva is not brand new. But this Gilgul is new. And it was just asked, as a matter of fact, it came an email from David Bressler, but he actually started asking me live after Matzah Shabbos Shir and Pesach. We were standing at Pesach. And I told him that his questions are good, and the answers usually take time, so you should send me an email. So 20 minutes later in the car, we were uh, already discussing what was going on, and one of the questions was, apparently there's a movement now by Walmart and all other large stores and retailers that they have this option of, uh, what's it called, self-checkout? Is that what it's called? Did I get that name right? So... I don't know too much about self-checkout, but the name sounds like you have a guy who's not being watched and he's checking out 
supposed to be scanning his merchandise over the same scanner that the cashier would use, and the code goes in, and it brings it up, and puts his credit card in, and he's good to go. So that's on a good day. His question is, is it naiver for a Jewish grocery store to have a self-checkout aisle if the store is frequented by, well, I won't say what it's frequented by, but it's frequented by people who might be having AIDS or her to steal. Is that naiver? It's a very good Shiloh, because under regular conditions, you would think, how many people shoplift already? Lefnever has to cross a threshold that there's either a Amir, a Matzoy, a Roiv, a Ruba, a Ruba, different shittas and Rishayinim. But I would just first see the Shaila, just a little nervous. That's where we are in society, that it can cross a threshold of Amir, a Matzoy. Is, is that what the assumption is? So apparently, he was sort of maybe assuming that, just wanted to know, would this cross the threshold? I'll take the question one second. So I assumed if the Shaila comes up in Shear, this must have come up already by the Umas Elam if they have then. And boy, does it come up. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for the very, very brief uh, survey that I started doing. Uh, happens to be Walmart is extremely aggressive on this, and they arrest people on the spot, press charges, and at least in most cities, maybe not some places in the West Coast, but uh, <laughs> just thinking now, that doesn't really match the other. Okay, but in certain places, and they're aggressive about it because they realize this self checkout is a big Pearson, Pearson Kerry Laganov, and that's really a Lifneiver Shayla. You leave your gates right open and you leave your doors wide open in a bad neighborhood. Pearson Kerry Laganov is really a Lifneiver Shayla. You shouldn't be doing that. It's not good for your assets and not good for your what they call in these articles shrinkage. That's when merchandise disappears and not a healthy way to do business, and for us, very not healthy way to have society run because Goyim only have seven mitzvahs, one assay, and six less assays, and Geneva is one of them. And uh, you can have a year to as Yetzar, also to shop, right, but, uh, to, to shop it. but if you have uh, certain areas where it's well known, and they're being very aggressive because it's getting out of hand, and as you know, certain other areas in the country, they're being a little less aggressive, like allowing people to steal up to $1,500, that itself is a shayla. Is that lift naiver? Is the pshad is they're not meichel, but it's not worth their while to $1,500? Or they are meichel up to $1,500, which means it's a great American giveaway. I think it's the former, not the latter. I hope it's the former, not the latter. The former is pretty bad, which means that's mamish lift naiver. If you put a, a sign, that have a sign? It says, please come in, whatever you take up to $1,499 is... Uh, Yours to keep, no hard feelings. I don't know what it says there, but you're not. Uh, you, what there's, uh, yeah, <laughs> in certain cities on the West Coast, they don't start doing anything about it till I don't know what's the number, sixteen hundred. How much? Only 900. Only 900, that's all. Well, less than Sharputa is but okay, we won't go there. Um, but it's a pretty sick situation. It's not pshat that they're meichel. Pshat is they can't do anything about it, and this is where they draw the line until in a few months, if it hasn't happened already, they're going to have to close all the stores because they're not profitable anymore. That's lifneiver. And that's why this is such a good shayla, because there's going to be shrinkage, which means theft of merchandise. And some are going to be more makbed than others based on circumstance. And again, the short uh, survey that I did 
was fascinating. Uh, they're saving a lot of money with these self-checkout, like to the tune of uh, the setup costs are $149,000, just to be exact, in case you're running a Makola nearby. And it costs about $24,000 a year after that, compared to $96,000 a year for traditional arrangements of cashiers. So in a few years, it's paid for unless you have a huge amount of shrinkage, in which case you're losing money. So they're going to try to be mock-bid, but the fascinating part of the Shaila, now that I see what the numbers are, you're being Michael on Geneva because you're looking at a business model that's going to pay for itself, hopefully, and you're allowing a certain amount of Geneva. We had this Shaila before, but not so real. Remember the case where you're leaving the logs, the whole Gemara, and the guy's going to walk away with it. Can you? It's not worth your while to track this stuff. So you knew, you, you knew the people walking away with some of the paper clips and pens from the office, and there's only 24 hours in a day, and it's just not worth your while. But if you turn a blind eye, and you're not Michael, that's Lifnever, so you have to be Michael. I don't think they're being Michael. Shrinkage of 4% of merchandise in a chain store is a lot of money. But they're making more money by... Firing cashiers or not hiring more? That's a sticky question. <laughs> I don't mean sticky as in sticky fingers. Uh, but that's a, one of the articles calls it a five-finger discount. I never heard that expression, but that's interesting. To have expressions for all these things, it must be quite common. I, I don't know. They, they, they say they're fixing it. The uh, title is Big Brother is Coming. They're going to have videos, not just videoing the people. They're videos that already scan as you take it off the shelf. So they know where the merchandise is moving around in the store. So, yeah, so Big Brother is going to solve everything, but I hope that people who are not Chai Misa beforehand. Yeah, so some questions. Yeah, you raising your hand? Uh, well, I was, it's, the, it's obviously enough of a problem. So I was going to say I was in the store, and they have, they have a person standing there. And they, the whole place is it's all under surveillance. So, like, you do it once, you do I it would twice, think so. They're not going to care. I you would like, think so, but they're having a problem. I, I'm shocked. Well, like, there are people standing around. It's death by a thousand cuts. So, like, it's not worth They're, they're not going to, like, go after the video for this one. But they're not. Michael, Walmart is actually being very, they're being very aggressive. They press charges on the spot and they release the names. That, legally, I don't know why this is. They release the names publicly to shame them. And. The obvious question is, what if a guy is a regular, honest citizen and he has like 65 items in his cart that he forgets to scan one and one that doesn't do? So he just said, sorry, I didn't mean to shoplift. So they have professionals, hopefully, who know the difference between a ganav and a mistake. Your kids. Yeah, I wouldn't give this as a good Shaila. I wouldn't give the self-scanner over to Katanim. They don't have any Nemanis or uh, Das to do that. That's a good application. Uh, but this is a brand new Shaila. I mean, it's the same Shaila of Geneva, but uh, Pierce of Karolagata, but it's a brand new Shaila. So I'm sure we'll hear back about that. Elias, are you... Uh, Why are you shot me? Is something on the wall? So what's the advantage of doing that? Yeah. Yeah. As you take the item, you scan it, you put it in your wagon, and then you walk out. They give you a hand, you a scanner? Yeah, they bill your account. Hope they don't walk out with the scanner. Those are expensive. What? 
<laughs> okay. So you know what? I would hope it's, it's not a guarantee. Everybody has the eights of heart for something. I would hope from people there's a lot less shrinkage. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but that's why he phrased the Shiloh about people in certain neighborhoods who might have more of the eights of heart. Right? Well, apparently it's becoming a big thing in terms of shop, in terms of the shoplifting and the theft. Yeah, and take out shirts. Okay, Bob, that's just something to think about. I'm sure we'll have occasion to, uh, to come back to that. Let's go to your copies. We're in the main set, which we were on last week. The page one began the Ramesha. We saw the Ramesha on Vayashav last week. And others who hold that there's very little room to maneuver in terms of inviting people for Shabbos and triggering Chil Shabbos, even though you're trying to be Makar of the fellow. And the Lifnaiver involved doesn't matter it. And now, as I mentioned last week, this week we're going to begin exploring the possible Stadam Lahokal of those who hold there are possible Stadam Lahokal. A little daunting when you start off Rabbi Yashiv Ramesha and they're not alone, hold that the ends won't justify the means. The Alicha Shlama here is the first Makar. I collected a few quotes, the valid quotes from Shlomo Zalman. Alicha Shlomo, most of this is written secondhand. He did not write this, but collected from Tamidim. And it's very fascinating how he approaches this sugya. These are extremely, in the sugya of Niver, goes hand in hand with Kirov. These are extremely common. And one unique thing about this first part is we were discussing inviting for Shabbos, which is a very valuable Kirov tool when you can get them there before Shabbos and keep them there the whole Shabbos, then you don't get into a machlekes. And he begins discussing Yantif, which has a different din. And that is because there's a Gemara that says that when it comes to Yantif, you can't invite a guy, Shema Yarbe Bishviloi. You're not allowed to cook for a guy on Yantif, maybe even Cholamayd, we'll see soon. And there's a Gazer, you can't invite him over because you want to be him. And then you can ask him, do you want more? And you don't necessarily have doubles in the pot in the kitchen. You have to fry another latka, and he loves those latkas. And there's a Gazer, Shem you can't invite them. And the Mishabur says that a mumer is dinoka akum, which we know. Mumer is dinoka akum, lagabe yayin, lagabe many things. And therefore, you have the same problem over there. And putting aside the big machalikas, whether everybody or anybody or some people who you're trying to be makariv have a dinamitin which I keep mentioning, but we didn't fully vet yet, but let's just, we can't do all the sugis at once. So putting that aside, let's just go to the din of the Mishabura that is Dino Ka'akum. And we don't have the Heta Tenshin Ishbar, we don't have the Heta for everybody. We certainly don't have it for everybody. So we have a problem. How can you invite them for Yantiv? And you'll say, well, Yantiv is the same problem if they drive to and from. It is a problem, but it's slightly less a problem because it's the Durabanon, even though it's still us, or I might hold it still us, because it causes them to drive. This is the Durabanon. So it's like Shabbos with an electric car, Yantiv with an internal combustion engine, and Yantiv to light a fire. We paskin, with the notable exception of the Taz, most of the Kharina paskin, it's a Din Durabanon. But it's still us. <coughs> so if you invite them, and you invite them for Shabbos, for Yantiv lunch, they're going to be driving. That already is a problem. But there's an inherent issue, even if 
they come before Yantif and stay for a two days Yantif. Or in Yisrael, for the one day Yantif, you can't have them over if it's Dinuk Akam because Shema Yarba Bishvilu. And that's one of the first things that Shlomo Zalman is going to discuss. And from there, he's going to discuss the general status and the other Mishalom that come along. So on page six, yes. Why can't you just say this? If they're eating, so I'm also making food for everybody else at the table. So the Issa is only going to be when you actually cook. If you ask them if they want more and they say yes and you don't have any more, you'd be happy to fry some more latkes for them. If you're making them in a separate pot just for them, in the latke case, that would be the case. Each latke is a separate pouring of that uh, batter. Uh, that would be an isidereza. Allahem lola'akum. If they have dinukakum idereza, if it's dinukakum idabanon, it would be an isidurabanon, but it'd still be an iser. If you're cooking in one pot, then you wouldn't have that same level of iser, but it doesn't help because we're talking about the iser, you can't invite them in the first place, shamar yarba. That's the whole gazer dwabonon. So it doesn't make a difference. The shamar yarba is you might cook in a separate pot or you might cook in the same pot, what the actual iser dreis is, but it doesn't help here because the dwabonon is shamar yarba. So all that's not going to help. You've got, you got to deal with the dwabonon. So take a look at page six. We're going to read the top line in the bold print first over a number of pages and then go back to the footnotes, at least some of them. So on page six, Ay Samachtes. Afapi Sheminadin, Asul Adam Lahazmin Archem Shaim Machalay Shabosis, page seven. Bifahesia, or general mummer. Mummer can either be somebody keeps nothing or he's an apicarius, or we have no idea what the data is in the other mitzvahs, but it's Machal Shas Fahesia or Ovidavarazar. One of the two, either one. Lesud is Yantif. And this is because the Gezeira Shema Yarbe Bishvila. Nothing to do with triggering or driving. It's even it comes before Yantif. So, is there a Tzalakal? Because just like Shabbos is a very powerful tool for Kirov, a Yantif Seder is, uh, they have already a nostalgic feeling for it, especially in Yisrael, most Israelis and Masarati. They, they have a desire for it, they feel warm and fuzzy, and it's a great way to uh, talk and learning, so to speak, and, and invite them and really be Makar of them. What do you do with this gazera? So Shlomo Zalman up top here says, Yesh That's the classic example, but it would apply to Shavuos also. So how general a heter is that, and what is the heter? So go back now to page six, and let's begin. There are two sets of footnotes. There's the Kuflamid Bays in the middle, the Dvar Alacha. And then the numbers will be in the Orach HaSalachas. Let's go to Kuf Lamed Beis. Hinei Mavur B'Rishayinim. Dagzeira hu rak ba'archem sh'adam asi li'ischabed. Now listen carefully. We're going to dissect each one of these possible terms. Avshal Mazam is not happy with any of them per se. But like any heter b'shas l'tchak, it's a zev, a zev, a zegerim. And you want to build up a case, which Avshal Mazam is trying to do at least on a case-by-case basis. He's going to emphasize over and over again in the Talmud, and we're going to report how upset he was Shlomo Zaman is not the sheet to the quote for a blanket heter in any of these things. There are others actually who are more makele as a more blanket heter than Shlomo Zaman and Rabbi Yishev and that um, uh, group of Paiskim would hold none of that term would pan out. So this is, that's why I say it's somewhere in the middle. So what's his first possible sniffle hokel? I thought this was the biggest chiddush of them all. So he assumes it's not a low plug, which already finds a remez in the Nesek Kalim Shulchanarach and the Achreinim. If you have an Evid or a Shifcha and there's no social pressure to be Mechabedem, then they understand, based on the social standing or lack thereof, that this is what we're serving for lunch. 
be happy you have a seat at the table, so to speak, and they knew not to ask for more. That's not discrimination. This is the hired help. We're happy to have you, and we'll serve you the same cold cuts and meat and chont or whatever it is, but they don't ask for more. That's just it wasn't Kubal that way. If you have guests you're inviting and you're trying to be mechabed, then of course you say, do you want more, seconds, thirds, we'll make you something else. And if they're staying by your house and the lady of the house gets up, let's say the man goes to shul with the, with the host, if he even goes, but they come in the morning, it says, you want breakfast? Sure, nothing fancy. Can I have some scrambled eggs? Scrambled eggs, you make them separately, or sunny side up, and whatever you happen to like, and you're frying an egg. That's not exactly Shemi, I feel that that's <laughs> you're being marble. So they have a din of an akum, that's uh lakum. You'll say, Well, I have a simple solution, I'll let them make the eggs. Well, whether a mummer as a dinabishalakum, even if you make a lot on that, we're gonna get soon in the footnote of the footnote to a gare who had to invite his parents for Yantif. And the Shlomo Zalman's gonna suggest along the lines of this heter, which is it's circumstantial, a little hard to understand. He said, we don't have so many cases where we're really trying to be mechabedem. We invite people, they don't ask for more so much. They don't have to offer so many times. And he's going to qualify that. Maybe that only applies to Bacharim, who aren't going to ask for more. But if it's a couple, you're really trying to be mechabed. He himself struggles with the svar. He's going to talk about a ger who invites parents, or the parents say they're coming. Can I have an elderly couple? The Johnson family, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, and they're in their 80s, and they call them up and they say, Billy, uh, we're coming. Uh, it's all right. I know you're going to be home. Don't you have Passover coming soon? So that's understandable. But what do you do? Say no. You have to. There's no chiv, keep it away per se, but there is mitam kiddush Hashem. We say, no, you can't come. I have no place to go. So what are you going to do when Mommy Johnson gets up in the morning and she always has eggs for breakfast? That's her thing. So she gets up in the morning and says, Billy, can you make some eggs? He says, Ma, they're in the fridge. Why can't you add an extra egg? You know, make one. Yeah. Each egg you drop into the thing. You can add a third egg to... Eggs four eggs. Why can't you do it that way? You, it's a gzair You're still, still missing the Dorabonin. You keep asking on the Dorabonin. It's a gzair You can't invite them. Shamayarbe. So Roshan Bazaab is going to make the argument that, no, I'm not trying to be mechabedem. I would think the whole reason that the garrison is mechabed the parents because the kid Hashem is trying to be mechabed them. And good old-fashioned honoring your mother and your father for your standard American Johnson family from Oklahoma. Of course trying to be mechabed them. So Shama Zalman sort of says, no, if you can get away with just ma, where it's, you know, it's our holiday, can you make the eggs yourself? If that goes over, then you won't have a problem. But that, that's only the mitzis. He's not saying alumnus. He's saying, if that works. Yes, so you, that's what I'm saying. And then you need a pilot light. So Rashama Zaman wrote this and said all this. They had pilot lights still. We don't have those anymore. So that's what I was just going to say, going from the frying pan to the fire, but that would be a bad pun. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's the problem. You will have a... Uh, yes, so if you have a fire on, that I, in my house, we have a fire on with a blech over it. I don't know how well the eggs are, quickly the eggs are made on that, but you have to ask your wife. Yeah, they'd be done well? It's a shracha, yeah, they'll be fine. Just wait a little longer? Okay. So you say, Ma, we love you, just don't touch anything and here, make your own eggs. Or like you're saying, beat up a few of them in the thing. Problem is, in most homes at 9 in the morning, on Yantiv morning, I picture first day of Pesach, first of all, nobody's up. <laughs> That's first of all. The, the boys are in shul, and the girls are sleeping till 1 because we just went to sleep at 4. 
So, but she's up because she didn't stay up for Chad Gadya, and uh, she wants breakfast. So, uh, understandably so. So, now what? So, you can't mix. You, can, you can't even say, I'll make some for myself. We make some yourself. Nobody wants cold eggs. You didn't make kiddush yet. Even if you happen to be home and your wife's home and, and she's, uh, she gets up to help her mother in law or her pseudo mother in law, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, right, to, a cold egg? Nobody, wakes, nobody makes cold no, egg. As amount to how, how much harama we're going to allow. I mean, you have in the background, stomach how can it be, in a holy nuclear you can always say, Orchem might walk in, so that's another machalik zushayinim. What's the Gemara talking about? How can that be in a if you're always backed up with holy nuclear which is a sugi that they can walk in and therefore I can't give you malchus. Maybe you can't give you malchus, but it still might be in a sugi, either the rabban or the raisa. A different schmooze. Let's see as far again. Top line, the footnote again, the second. Um, Therefore, you might be marbe dishes for them. Invite people over; they need a meal. You don't want to be such a you want to be a gracious host, but not that much. You're falling over yourself to be mechabed them. The common etiquette is that you just serve, and you ask them, do you want more? But they mean, do you want more in the center plate? Or do you want more, have more in the kitchen? Not do you want more, I'm going to start cooking again in the middle of lunch. And that I hear. That's, that's as far as not such a Kiddush. Most people don't start cooking more. The problem is going to be, when we get to the footnote with the mother who wants eggs, or simple dessert. People still offer tea. That's not out of the stratosphere. Do you want some tea? That sounds like a pretty simple question. Well, if you didn't make tea, we make tea essence before Shabbos, because you don't want to get into the Bishul Shaila. But if you didn't, because it's Yantif, and you want to make tea and Yantif, you can't make them a separate tea, because then you're cooking. Unless you make a tea for yourself, and then cook the thing real good, and then use it again for the second one, it'll be a little bit lighter. And the second option is to go like Amesha and do it in a klishlishi. But you got to remember all this. This is where you might be getting involved in this derisa over here. So, Shalom Zalm is trying to suggest that most of the time it doesn't come up because you want to be nice, but you're not offering to cook things in the middle of lunch. Okay, but you are offering tea maybe. Shalom doesn't bring it up, but you have to deal with each scenario and assume it's not a little plug, and it's only when you're trying to be mechabed them. As I mentioned, the head to brought down the achreinim is when you're dealing with people of different social standing where it's still a little plug. It just doesn't apply to this whole sug of people. Shalom is taking that a bit further and saying, well, it doesn't apply to bacharim or people you just have in your house for chesed because you want to help them out because they need a place. But those are not the types of people you're going to be offering to cook for them. Somebody very, very chashu, then there's that, but that's not most of the time. That's what Shalom is suggesting. As a possible svar, as you'll see in the next line, he's not so convinced that svar is going to carry the day. That's one of the sniff from Lachel. This another sniff from Lachel. This another svar Lachel. But he does not rely on this alone because it doesn't always apply, and it's going to start in the Sata Devarch Lashirim, and then you really have to get into. It's not a little plug at all, or it's a little plug. Or just you got to have. Strict categories, which we don't, according to this formula. That's why Rishlam Azalman doesn't rely on it alone. Take a look at 433. Uh, so the Bacharim, you're not going to 
be overly active to offer them to cook more. You just serve what's there. So he doesn't, he sort of walks it back. He just says, you got to be more careful. Depending who they are, so you see, he didn't really, so that's a sniff l'hokel, if you have other sniffing, but he didn't always even use this as a sniff, because it is debatable. That already, so this part is already misquoted. So Shalmaz Ahmed said, you're not trying to be mechabed anybody's mother. Shalmaz Ahmed never said that. He said, maybe it's as far in certain circumstances you're going to make all if it's not a low plug. And he was asked by a ger, whose parents Said they're coming, and he's not going to tell them no. He had said, God love a dover, but see, did the Gambazesh Lakami Shum, Diesh Litlus, the word Litlus was surprising to me. Shem Yasulahem Yavashlahem Latsman. You could be tailored that if uh, they want something and it's not there, they'll make it themselves. Which, that time before pilot lights was not so partial. Okay, Yatsa, maybe people could leave a flame going. Okay, and um, we hope that's the case. It's not uh, obviously Bishalakum. And it's not a chutzpah to say, how can you make it yourself? But that's all circumstantial. And if that's not so posh, then you'd still have the xerah. Here we're talking about an akum mamish, not somebody who might be dinaka akum with the shenishpah svar. So that's the opening svar here. He continues, ulam. I'm just going to mention outside what he said to the end of the, uh, to the bracket over here. He mentions that the svara of who you're trying to mechabed is debatable. And he brings the original case of the Gemara, where they had soldiers. If you remember, one of the things that, uh, one of the many things that triggered the Revolutionary War, if you were there, uh, the Revolutionary War in this country, you were there. What? Okay. He's the, uh, he's the historian over here. I thought that was Yaakov. So, uh, <laughs> the, um, they didn't like taxes, taxation without representation. And one of the other ones was the Quartering Act. The Quartering Act wasn't born in the British Empire. Uh, Quartering Act was done in every ruthless uh, tyrant would insist that the locals who were under their uh, jurisdiction would uh, feed and house all the soldiers that they constantly had all over the world fighting wars. And uh, the colonists were kind of fed up, no pun intended, although as you just, uh, <laughs> uh, really wasn't intended. So they were fed up because it cost money and it was a nuisance and the houses in Virginia were not that big. And they had British soldiers living with them all the time, fighting other wars before the war started. This is one of the many things that had Tainas on. So the reason I'm bringing that is you could debate, and the Gemara debates this, not about the Revolutionary War, but the Quartering Act that you had to quarter them and feed them was as old as the time of the Gemara. And they always had soldiers around, and the Yidin had to feed soldiers, cook for them, feed them, make sure they had food on weekdays and every day of the year, including Yantif. And the Gemara says, well, you can't cook for Gaim and Yantiv. It's with name. They're not cooking on Shabbos. That they cooked before is one day, but maybe over Yantiv. It was also Chalamite. They ran into problems. So the Gemara starts using a svara that if you're making bread for them and a Yid would eat that bread and they wouldn't mind you giving away some to the Yid, so then you have that Migu that maybe it could be used in either direction. And the Gemara has a machalikas about that because you can't give them no bread. It doesn't apply to all the bread, but it applies to bread if you replace it. And he asked the Shiloh, well, you're not trying to be mechabedem. You don't even like these guys. The answer is, it's worse. You're not trying to be mechabedem. You're scared of them because they hear me, Tom the king. And if you don't feed them, you're in big trouble. So 
that's why the Gemara had the problem, and the Gemara had to come out as far as that everything you bake, maybe, as you were saying with the eggs, maybe it's for you, and maybe it's for them, and you can switch it, and maybe that's a possible Svara local. So what he's trying to show is this uh, Svara might be useful, but it's debatable and circumstantial. Go to page 7. Now we get to the next uh, point. Lagabe Yante, by the way, actually before we go on to the uh, next point where he, he's going to... We're going to show he debated many of these Shailas in Kirov settings, so we're going to point out some of them. Just uh, for the Yantiv Sugya, this actually comes up a lot in either Kirov um, circumstances or sometimes relatives that want to come by for the Seder, for Yantiv. Sometimes people who are invited and then they're bringing somebody who's not even Jewish yet. It's really the Gezerah because she's not Jewish and, uh, or he's not Jewish. It's sometimes hard to figure out. Just the guy asking the most questions of the Seder is the one usually who's uh, not Jewish because he doesn't have the Sahara. So you have the original Gzeira, not a mummer, of Lachem Lalakam. So Tzitzeliaz has a chuva on it, and the Modimus Manam has a lot on it. There are many chuvas written on it in the, uh, British, during the British Mandate. Funny, I mentioned the British twice in one year. Different centuries. Same empire. And <laughs> so the British High Commissioner, I think it was Sir Herbert Samuels, if I remember correctly. I wasn't there. Uh, but uh, I did. Samuels. Not very religious at all. Pretty assimilated. But it was already Makubul when he was there. Maybe there's another one who wasn't even Jewish. They had a very big political pressure to invite him to Afghan the Seder. Maybe the minute started with him, but it was a big problem. And the truth is written already. In the old Yeshuv, this is well before Kamaz Medina, and they talked about this very sugi. Is that how can you invite him for the Seder? He's a mummer, a guy, and that's about all sorts of notables and diplomats, and it was a big problem. So there are many chuvas written in this topic before the Kirov Shaila became a Kirov Shaila. It was a diplomatic Shaila, whereas Mitam Eva, and you look for kulas over there also. So since there's a mentions another Sfara, he says there's a Rashba on the sugi that says the Gezeira is not because you might cook for him, it's you might cook something that's treif, because you're inviting a guy. If you cook something treif, then you're not covered at all with hoil or anything else, because you can't possibly eat that yourself, because it's treif. That is, if we would hold like that, Rashba, Tzitzleza says there are other Rishayim that hold like that, Madem Azmanim suggests that we don't, Passing like the Rashba, and it's almost not das yachid, but it's not really mentioned in Shulchanah, which is not. So, Shai is how much of a sniff local can use it? But by Kirov, that's a great sniff local. So, you're inviting Yidin, you can't feed him treif anyway, so of course you're not going to cook him treif. So, there's no Gzeira, Shema, Yabba, Bishfil, Dover, Osir. So, that Rashba is one possible sniff local as well that they used. And then they used the other sniff local, which I mentioned that if you're going to do it already and you're you're in a pickle because diplomatically mitameva or the care of job is not going to get done otherwise. So don't cook for them. Even if you go for them, don't cook for them in a separate pot. If you make tea, maybe make tea essence beforehand or make tea for everybody. Cook before Yantav comes and have everything done beforehand. And don't offer, do you want something fresh? I can fry you another latka. And at least you're cognizant of the gzair beforehand so you don't get into the possible Issa But it's astounding how many chuvas there were in Palestine in the 1920s. Because, the, and it's all, the truth is all about the same thing. First night of Pesach is coming and they have to invite Sir, whoever it is, and what do we do? So all those chuvas came in handy for the Kiev issue. I want to show you one more footnote and then we'll end. 437 on the next page. He talks about Cholomite. Uh, this is Magaya in the office. If you're running a business and you have to go to work, Cholomite is open on Cholomite. 
some officers serve lunch, and uh, some buy lunch and serve it to the uh, to the uh, workers. And the shaila, if you let them order, we would discuss this here in Shir once. Is that hana or is that schayra with hana? Is only for basal but is that schayra with tray for food when you let them order from Tony's and you pay? And there's a big machlekes about that. There are stuff in and ordering from. The kosher restaurant is more expensive, especially if you have a lot of workers, and this your way of keeping them in so they don't disappear for an hour, and there are certain benefits, and that's part of their perks and their salary. So that's one issue. If you're ordering bus v'chalov, it's a more serious issue. Um, part of the shayla that we discussed before that email, he also raised that in his office, he, they wanted a, somebody had a baby, a guy. I thought this was interesting. I thought they only did this here, but I don't know. The Yidin, he, was, he was elected that he has to take care of sending food. Okay. So he asked me, is that a problem of Hanav from Basel B'chalav? So I couldn't understand. What Hanav? Why is it Basel B'chalav? Why don't you order Parv? So he told me, you order f- meat from a tray for a restaurant, there is no Parv. They're always putting in cheese. Unless you say meat only, you have to like specify. Okay. So you should, then you should specify. Because Basel B'chalav is a problem. The debate on feeding workers with tray for stuff and doing schaira, which wouldn't apply if you had just giving a gift, is not on Basel B'chalav, it's on Stam uh, Tarfus. So, what? Not really. That, that's the same issue with Tony's. If you're paying, if the business is paying consistently, that's the Shaila doing, uh, doing Shaira. There's Sadam Lachal on that, but what I want to bring out is this comes up, Chalamayit. Also, you're doing Malachas, let's say you have an in house, uh, not a chef, but you do the cooking in house, and the workers, you want them to work, and you hired a year just to make them pizza, make them something on Chalamayit. You wouldn't imagine, you have to know the Drosha, Allah on Yantif. Then you have to know that there are Paiskim that hold that applies to Chalamayit, and it could be an Isdaraisa. Cook for them a cholamayid. You're cooking for an akum. So he brings the machlekes. Look at 437. Even on cholamayid, it's not just a din and yantif. Brings it from the chayyadon. Kamash kasa b'chayyadon. Klal kovav nishmas adam sif katan. Hey, mekam mekam alinyan. Need to be done near a diyesh makom lachem mekam atamim. Rei hagals chachma shlamay. So there's a machleik as the chach mashlama holds that there is no iser of lochem v'la'akam al chalamay b'chal. It's only din and yantif. Chayodam, which is the pesach acharon, says there is. And Shlomo Zaman says then you have to think of what to do. The tzad l'hakah would be you're allowed to feed, not comparing the two, but you're allowed to feed animals. It's the second part of the drash lochem v'la'akam not comparing the two. And are you allowed to feed your animals on chalamay? You're allowed to do malacha for them? You can't do malacha. Yeah, you're allowed to do malacha, yes. Why? Because mezana sayem alecha. So for workers, maybe it's, if that's the deal, maybe it's mezana sayem alecha, and that would be a tzad lahokal. But it's a shayla whether it applies to chalamayid in the first place. Okay, so that's step one, Lagabayantif, and a mitzvah we will continue tomorrow night.